0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Hi, I'm Bill's defensive end, Greg Russo, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Where else would be than right?
2: Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. The Buffalo Bills
0: shut out the Houston Texans 40 to nothing in Orchard Park on Sunday, shutting out their second team in 3 weeks to go 3 and 1. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and we are going to discuss the Bills' victory yesterday over the Houston Texans' dominating victory. Um, we're going to go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our sweet, sassy, molasses play of the game. And as always, our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. And we have more giveaways to do again this podcast, so stay tuned towards the end for that. But first, I'm joined by my co-host, John, for this episode. And, John, going into this game, the Bills had two very decisive victories over the Dolphins, shutting them out a couple of weeks ago. They had a win over the Washington Redskins, very decisive, 43-21. Um, they got a couple of touchdowns in there in garbage time. So the bills really were just have been lights out defensively. Uh, that first game against Pittsburgh, I'm still chalking up to everything had to go absolutely right for them to lose for the bills to lose that game. I mean, I'm talking referee calls, penalties, um, takeaways, special teams, touchdowns, like all that stuff in week one, but whatever, we're moved past that. The bills shut out the Texans, uh, yesterday. And, uh, this was just, it, there's, there's, this is going to be a fun conversation. It's probably going to be a short conversation today, just because there wasn't a whole lot to discuss that was wrong, just a lot that went right for the Bills. Uh, it was a rainy day there in Orchard Park. Um, I was at the game, and uh, it was an exciting time to be there. Uh, at no point during the game was I like, oh, you know, I wonder wonder how this game is going to go. Um, I'll be honest, the first play where Josh Allen threw an interception on his first pass, deep in bills uh, bills own side of the ball or on on the side of the field. Uh, I was a little worried then, (laughs) but other than that, uh, they got the turnover and downs. They got the ball back and they never looked back. Um, Great game by the bills. Would you say John that the bills had their way with the Houston Texans on Sunday?
2: They sure did have their way with the Houston Texans Nate, just like they had their way with the Washington football team and the Miami Dolphins. Um, Dude, having your way with three out of four teams is, is,
0: is not a bad start to the season. No, that's
2: not bad. Um it's it's really exciting. Like the, you know, you look back at, you know, the re- recent Bills history, and it's like sometimes they'll have a good defense, or maybe like in the blood cell years they had a good offense, but never they never had both good at the same time, or at least this good. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's it's really awesome to watch. Like just blowing out teams like they should, right? Absolutely. You know, speaking of that, um, I thought about this today,
0: tweeted it out on, uh, on Twitter. If you're not following us, we're at CTW pod, like circling the wagons pod. And basically it was like before Sean McDermott got here almost five years ago, it was like, uh, the bills would mostly only beat really bad teams and they never really beat them. Well, they would just kind of beat them. And then even some of those games they would lose and they would never beat good teams or anything like that. Right. And, now with Sean McDermott here like they're beating good teams, they're beating bad teams, like they've they've pretty much always win against the teams they're supposed to win against. And now with the team as good as it is in his fifth season, like the Bills are finally absolutely destroying and burying these really bad teams. And you saw it last week and against the football team, you saw it the week before against the Dolphins and you saw it this week Against the Texans, the Texans are not a good team. They're on their third string quarterback. If he leaves, he's a rookie. And, you know, th- this was a team that was devoid of talent even before, uh, you know, Bill O'Brien left. Like he had traded so many players away and draft picks and whatever. Um, it's, this This team is a team that the Bills should beat 40 to nothing. And they did. You know, we're not talking about, well, they beat them 17 to 10, kind of disappointing, but whatever. They still got the win. You know, like how you justified it to yourself before Sean McDermott. Well, you know, I kind of wish they won by more, but, you know, at least a win is a win. It's like now we don't have to do that. This season, we didn't, we don't have to do that. And this is like the sign of a Super Bowl contending team. I mean, that's what good Super Bowl contending teams do. They really, really beat up on these really bad teams. So, so I have a, I have a, an interesting stat from Jeff Kerr over at CBS. He said the Bills have two shutouts in their first four games. The last team to do that, the 2000 Ravens, and we all know what they did. So obviously a good time for the Buffalo Bills defense. Uh, offense looked pretty good. Obviously, um, just an all-around good game. There's really not a whole lot uh, to really add to that without you know going into the stats of the game. John, is there anything else you want to you want to add to that before I I move into the next segment?
2: Yeah, and you uh, you talk about that Ravens team that was who was quarterback Trent Dilfer, right? So like,
0: wait, 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 Hall of Fame Trent Dilfer, right? I mean, I'm not missing <laughs> that, right?
2: <laughs> First ballot right. Hall of Famer Trent Dilfer. So, so like, you're, you know, it was great, like defensive stat, right? But like having like Allen and the offense that we have to complement that defense is just so much more amazing to have. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: This is this is like a dream scenario to have. Uh, a quarterback this good in his prime, ver- you know, along with the defense. And you and I talked about this before the season. Remember, we did a season preview right before uh, week one. And we said, imagine if this defense could be a top 10 defense. And you have Josh Allen playing as good as he has. Now, he's he hasn't been amazing this season, but he's still really good. Uh, I'd argue that this is, it's, it's almost an unstoppable team if, if Allen, um, you know, plays up to his 2020 level and the defense continues to dominate the way it does. I don't I don't see a scenario where, you know, this isn't a deep run unless someone just, you know, catches their number at the wrong time, you know. So let's go into our stats of the game in yesterday's victory. Stats of the game.
2: They've done studies, you know, 60 percent of the time it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, people can come up with statistics to prove
0: anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. I should say yesterday's victory. We are recording this a day later than normal. So apologize for those people that were messaging me and emailing me like, hey, did the podcast, uh, did I miss it? It's not showing up on Spotify. It's not showing up on Apple Podcasts. And No, you, uh, you don't see it there because it did not exist. Uh, I was, uh, I got home from the game. Uh, and I, and I, this is obvious. I've said this before. I I live in the Rochester area. So you don't get home from a Bills game until like eight o'clock, right? And, uh, as soon as I get home, like the, the power was out, um, and could not record. So appreciate you guys being patient for this podcast. But what was good is, you know, it was, it was, it's an easy game to really decipher and discuss. But we'll recap, um, anything and everything in this game, uh, going along with that. So, the Buffalo Bills on the on the Bills side of the ball stats of the game. Josh Allen, 20 for 29, 248 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. That one interception I mentioned uh coming at the in the very first possession, the very first pass. But otherwise, a pretty solid game. 69% passing percentage, completion percentage. John, we used this uh rating system last week, but how many fire emojis would you give Josh Allen, out of five fire emojis, for his performance yesterday: sixty-nine percent passing, two hundred and forty-eight yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception, and he had six carries for forty-one yards. I mean, I'm going to give him a four. You can give him a four. He did have that one fumble, even though he didn't lose it. Four, yeah. four fire emojis, huh? So yeah. if I'm if I'm going to say what five fire emojis equals, I want to say five fire emojis equals, like, 400-yard passing, four touchdowns, maybe throw in a rushing touchdown. I mean, you know, we got to...
2: Yeah, you're talking about last week then, right? So he had, like, 350-something yards, four passing, one rushing touchdown, no turnovers, right? I don't think he had a turnover.
0: So if that's a... Yeah, no, correct. So if that's a five-fire emoji day... You're thinking three for today? I'm (laughs) seeing. Okay, let's do halves. I say three and a half for me. Like, it wasn't a four, but it, like a four or one would be like 320 yards passing, three touchdowns, one interception. Okay.
2: So yeah, I say three and a half. What I'll, do you I'll, say? Go, I'll, I'll go with a three and a half. I mean, they weren't finishing drives either, right? So they had four field goals with the longest one being 33 yards. So, like, they got close a bunch of times and didn't finish. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with the three and a half. So there was a point, I think it was in the beginning of the or the end of the first half where
0: the Bills had like 240 yards total, you know, offensive yards to Houston's like 40 yards. Like it was embarrassing, but the score was still like only 16 to nothing, you know? So you did kind of wish that some of those drives turned into touchdowns as opposed to field goals, right? If if we're trying to be critical of the performance, right? It wasn't Josh Allen's best day, but by no means was, was it a bad game for Josh Allen? devin singletary the leading rusher for the bills 14 carries 79 yards 5.6 yards per carry that's pretty pretty darn good um we have zach moss as a second leading rusher 14 carries 61 yards one touchdown 4.4 yards per carry the bills uh running backs just looking really good today. Um, there was a fumble by Devin Singletary. He did not end up losing it, um, but that should be noted. I believe he's had three of those so far this season, maybe four. So um, yeah, just not ideal, obviously. In a game where you're playing against uh, a much better team, uh, it might be an issue, but next week we're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss that next week if, if it becomes an issue, but so far so good. So. John, we asked the listeners to come up with some nicknames for Zach Moss, okay? And we had a couple of our own. I think it was like Powertrain or something like that, or just just <laughs> Engine. Like, you know, there was, because, you know, Devin Singletary is Motor. So we we're like, okay, what can we have for Zach Moss? Okay, so I'm going to read like 10 or 12 of these to you. Uh, see if any of these stick out to you as far as what you like. We're kind of going on the theme of motors and engines and stuff like that. So that that's why some of these are the way they are. Okay. <clears throat> so, Zach Moss, how about powertrain, dynamo, torque, whack, moss? And then I kind of like threw in the whack a mole moss, right? Zach, whack a mole moss, huh? Anyways, um Moss Lition, D Lition, like demolition, obviously. <laughs> Zach Boss, I kind of like that one, Zach Boss. Big Zach Haas, <laughs> uh, Turbo, Turbo is a good one. Piston, I like it. Power Stroke, man. <laughs> There's a lot of engine references, a lot of motor references. I like it. <laughs> I feel like a giggling like an eighth 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 grader when I hear Power Stroke, but whatever. Uh, Mighty Moss, like is in Mighty Mouse. Zach Mighty Moss, like that. Like here I come to save the day. I you know, like that one, uh, except it's like. Here I come to save the play. <laughs> Zach. Mighty Moss. Okay, I'm done singing. Uh, boulder. Boulder was the last one. Moss on a boulder. Uh, was. Did any of those stand out to you?
2: I'm trying to think because I'm trying to like combine it with motor. Like oh, yeah. motor and or whatever Moss's nickname Ooh. and motor. Um, motor and piston. Because, like, I mean, even this game is a perfect example, right? They each had 14 carries. They combined for 20 carries, 140 yards, like, They were a good one-two punch. Yeah, definitely. Like just something that flows and sounds good. Like you know the you know thunder and lightning, which you've had Mm -hmm. you know before, and things like that.
0: Okay, well how about like motor and turbo, motor and piston, motor and torque. I kind of like torque. I kind of like that one. (laughs) Not gonna lie. Motor and powertrain. Powertrain's kind of nice. It's just a little bit long. It's a little wordy. Whack. Motor and whack a mole moss. (laughs) Motor and (laughs) Whack-A-Mole. Oh, those go completely together. It's just like Thunder and Lightning. (laughs) Motor and Whack-A-Mole. Dude, I like... So, if it's going to be like a Thunder and Lightning sort of thing, I kind of like grease. Motor and grease, right? Because it's slippery. Like, I kind of like that if you're going to say a motor and something. Or I, I like Turbo, but the problem is he's not fast. And Turbo is like the definition of fast. Like, if he was like a... The speed option of that, I could definitely see, you know
2: you could do third and moss because he's you know he'll <laughs> give that second effort on third down, you know what I'm saying uh, that doesn't make any sense,
0: Jeff <laughs> your logic, uh, I know what you're doing, I know what you're trying to do, I know you're trying to bait me, and I'm not taking the bait, uh, okay, okay, so you really want it, you're thinking it's got to roll off your tongue. For Zach Moss, like motor, motor and Moss. I mean, geez, that almost sounds like perfect motor and boulder. It mm, just almost rhymes motor and power stroke. <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: Motor and power stroke, whack Moss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, torque works um,
0: motor and torque. Motor and even- torque does work. Zach, torque, Moss motor and
2: torque. You could you could have the, the Moss nickname go first and then do that and motor. If oh. That makes it better.
0: Look at you. Thinking outside the box. I like it. Okay. So, like, torque and motor, that still kind of works. Piston and motor, whack-a-mole and motor. <laughs> I just like whack-a-mole. I got to be honest. I know I came up with it, and I know I'm partial, very Piston partial. Piston and motor works. Piston and motor. Piston, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to keep thinking of if if people have more ideas, ones that we did not think of, again, just like last week, message us over Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, wherever. Email us, ctwpod at gmail.com. We love these submissions, these user submissions. You guys are are great at that. Um, One person did come up with uh, a nickname for Emmanuel Sanders, which I I do like this one. He called him Handy Manny. (laughs) I like that one. Handy Manny, man. He catches, he holds on to everything, man. Uh Handy Manny. I love it. I love it. The only thing I don't like is that we might not have him next year, so we'll have this awesome nickname and then use it for only like eight more games. <laughs> uh so
2: we can just my- use it
0: for Beasley after. <laughs> Beasley. Let's not get into Beasley. Beasley did uh uh remove himself from his self imposed Twitter ban to say, and I will say this because this is relevant to the podcast, it is relevant to the game, not just social media or vaccinations or whatever but he did say it's kind of in, in, in so much saying it's kind of messed up that I get booed in my own stadium. Now, John, when you're listening to the broadcast over the television and Beasley, Cole Beasley, third and Cole Beasley catches a pass.
2: What do you hear from the crowd? Does it sound like a boo? I didn't hear anything. Cause power's out at the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I heard cower and, and James Brown and Boomer Esiason and Nate Burleson. <laughs> Oh, you heard them calling
0: the game. They weren't saying anything. (laughs) Would it be funny if they were booing Cole from the, (laughs) Oh, and, uh, you know, Cole Beasley catches a a first down on a four yard pass on third down. Boom. Like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Boomer Boomer. Just, uh, settle down over there. No, no, I'm sick of it. (laughs) Um, starts an in, in house fight on Fox sports or whatever, CBS, (laughs) um, When I was there, so he was saying that people were booing. They were not booing. Um, at least I never got the impression that they were booing whatsoever. Uh, being amongst the crowd, did not hear anyone. It sounded like it was Beasley. Beas. Uh, so I think he's being a little sensitive about that. <clears throat> Mostly because I don't think that's what happened. I mean, I didn't boo him. I don't know anyone else that booed him. I mean, let's be honest. Like, his his whole thing is, like, limited to, like, social media for the most part. And even though we're on social media or whatever, like the majority of people aren't following the Cole Beasley Twitter saga. Like some of us are, you know, like the, the grand scheme of things, it's like, you know, your grandfather, your mother, whatever, you know, your 10 year old kid, like they're not paying attention to that stuff. So <clears throat> I just thought that was funny. That had to be brought up, but anyway, stats of the game. I, I listed all the bill stats of the game, <clears throat> by the way, dude, starlet Tula with a sack. Today, that was pretty cool to see. That's pretty cool to see. I'm a big fan of star. This is a big, hey, let's, let's not, you know, a couple of seasons ago, we were trashing star because he wasn't, you know, playing up to his level or the, the bills were getting run on. And then he comes back this season. He's probably the most notable new player back from this season. That wasn't here last season, besides maybe Greg Rousseau. And look at the emergence of this bills defense. Now, I don't want to say it's directly because of Star La but let's be honest; it's it's absolutely only because of starlet Tululei coming back this season after opting out last season. I don't think there's any question of it.
2: <laughs> how good was it to see him, though, John. Seriously, no, it was great. And and speaking of um new newish players or players to return this year, I mean Basham had a sack as well. Um, I thought that was great to see.
0: That was very good to see. Absolutely good call there. Uh, kicking kicking for the day, Tyler Bass, four for four longest of 33 and 4 for 4 and extra points. The dude was uh was amazing. Kicks him ass, T-Bass, T-Bass, I should say. Uh let's go into the Texans side of the ball real quick. Uh Davis Mills had a Nathan Peterman like day. 11 for 21, 87 yards, four interceptions, zero touchdowns. Uh leading rusher for the Texans, uh Mark Ingram, six carries for 24 yards, 4 yards per carry. Uh, they didn't really have a whole lot of time to run the ball because they were behind so quickly. Uh, leading receiver for the Texans is Brandon Cooks. Five receptions for 47 yards on seven targets. Oh, dude, how could I how could I have forgotten? I was talking about... I didn't even get into receivers for the Buffalo Bills. I was too busy talking about running backs. Uh, leading receiver for the Bills, uh, Stefan Diggs. Seven receptions on 10 targets for 114 yards. The Diggs of old is back and the stats to prove it, Emmanuel Sanders, Manny hands. Wasn't there a, a a guy in he-man's Manny faces or something like that? Uh, he just had like, he would turn his, his head. I feel like I had hit that action figure Manny faces. Um, I think he had like three different faces. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Manny hands five receptions on six targets for 74 yards. Dawson jugger Knox. Five receptions on eight targets, 37 yards, but two touchdowns. Dawson Knox, unbelievable, unbelievable season, unbelievable game. The dude is just playing, balling, lights out. Um, As far as fumbles, there's only one fumble. The Bills recovered from the Texans. Uh, I believe uh, AJ Klein had that one, so that was a good one. Some other stats of the game in yesterday's win. Jaquan Johnson. The had his first career INT against Davis Mills. Jaquan Johnson. I'm going to label him the official backup for the Circling the Wagons podcast. He is John. Can you name a better backup that the Bills have for Jaquan Johnson? What would you Tyler? Tyler Matikavich. I mean, I can't even. I can't even list EJ Klein. I mean, Jaquan Johnson for me is by far one of my. He does not have the athletic traits of Poyer and Hyde, but every time he gets an opportunity. He makes the most of it, and I freaking love it. Do you love Jaquan Johnson, or is there a better backup that you like that you would you'd rather make the official backup of the of the Circling
2: the Wagons podcast? Honestly, I, I it would be hard for me to pick. There's the Bills have really good depth, uh, pr- pretty much across the board. Um, yeah, that's really hard. Uh, that's what, that's she, what said. she said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Johnson, how can Johnson not be your favorite? Right. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to name him unless you think of a, unless you have a compelling argument, which it doesn't sound like you do. Then I think that's uh that's a good one. Didn't you say John, that this was the biggest, the second largest victory, uh, margin of victory for the Buffalo bills in their history as a franchise?
2: Yes. Um, I think, I think CBS had the graphic up, um, towards the end of the game. It was the second largest win in franchise history. Uh, 1990, they, uh, beat the Browns 42 to nothing.
0: Nice. Nice. I do not remember that, but I do remember this game. So (laughs) the Buffalo bills have limited opponents to 44 points this season. The second fewest in team history through, through the first four games of a season in 40 points in 1982. So this is the best defense we've had to start a season, uh, in 39 years, the Buffalo bills currently lead the NFL in takeaways with 11, which is a great stat to have. And yeah, so those were the stats of the game. Stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you haven't been to Waterloo, by the way, and checked out the, the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago, um, go there, check it out, make a bet. It is a fun time. Have, have some food there, man. That that bar and the restaurant there is very nice. Can't wait to go there. I think we're trying to figure out sometime in November to make a trip out there when it's not primetime because next week is primetime. It's kind of hard to do a, a primetime game and then record the podcast right after, it, and then drive home from Waterloo. So, uh, but I would definitely check it out the night of. Um, so, again, that is the stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. We are going to take a quick commercial break. After that, we'll go into our sweet, sassy, molasses plays of the game and our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers. So, stick around. It's only a kick, Pressure.
2: a jump
0: All right, welcome back to this victory edition of the Circling the Wagons podcast, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show. I am your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I am with my co host, John. We were just discussing the Buffalo Bills having their way with the Houston Texans 40 to nothing. A great game to talk about. Um, Let's go into our sweet, sassy molasses plays of the game. Our Sweet Sassy Molassi plays the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. John, I'll let you go first. What, in your opinion, was the Sweet Sassy Molassi play of the game in today's
2: victory? Lots of great plays to to choose from here, Um, but I'm going to go with the first Allen-to-Knox touchdown. The way that pump fake he had, where he he had three defenders jump all over Diggs, and then he just effortlessly throws it to Knox, who's wide open all of a sudden. Uh, That was pretty sweet. Dude, I
0: think Josh Allen has the best pump fake of any quarterback in Bill's franchise history. I think I think that goes without question. Maybe Flutie had a decent one, uh, but Josh Allen has the best. And then not only that, with Dawson Knox, he ran through like two or three defenders to get to that touchdown, man. Uh, that was a good play. Good call on that one. I'm going to do kind of a different one. Um, and it's going to be kind of a little bit of a Gettysburg. I guess you could kind of say even though the Bills won 40 to nothing. But it was that turnover on downs uh, when uh, the Texans, uh, the Bills passed. uh, So the Bills' first possession, after the Texans go three and out, Bills had the ball deep in their own end zone, deep in their own end, and Josh Allen throws an interception with his first pass. Gets run back to like the Bills' 13-yard line, and you're like, oh, great. How's this going to (laughs) go? And as a Bills fan, you always kind of default to that emotion of like, oh, no. (laughs) And Josh – uh, the Bills' defense came out strong. They put up a big stop. It was fourth and one or fourth and two. And uh, Davis Mills wants to go- goes to throw the ball, and uh, it gets tipped to the line of scrimmage, goes incomplete. The Bills get the ball right back. The defense uh, holds the shutout. That play would have been huge. That, that was a determining play. It could have changed the outcome of the game. It wouldn't have changed the outcome. I mean, let's be honest, okay? I'm going a little bit too far there, but uh, it... It could have changed the momentum slightly. And the Bills probably still would have won twenty-five to three or twenty-six to three or whatever. But that—that um, that to me was, I think, uh, one of the plays of the game was that that big stop there on fourth down, which the Bills are like almost the Bills' defense. I don't know if they've even allowed a fourth down conversion this season. I'm going to have to look into that maybe for next week. That was a sweet Sassy Molassy plays the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Now let's go into our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers. Wall of, shame, Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Let's start with the Wall of Fame. Wall. John, I'll go first uh, for the Wall of Fame. I'm going to put Dawson Knox on my Wall of Fame. Uh, not only, you know, this game. It feels like game after game, he just keeps playing better and better. And he's he had two touchdowns yesterday. I'm just, I'm so excited. We were talking uh, before the season, breakout players for the Buffalo bills, like third and fourth year players. You know, we talked about at Oliver. We talked about Tremaine Edmonds. And like I said, Dawson Knox uh, didn't necessarily think he's actually the least likely of the three. If I were to say uh, of those three players that I thought would have a breakout season in year number three. Uh, And, and he's, he's done it, man. He is putting up, you know, Te one numbers. And at the end of the season, we might be looking at Dawson Knox as a top 10 tight end. And, you know, his biggest, I feel like last season, it was just like, I want to like you, Dawson Knox. It was like, I, I like, I like your swagger. I like how well you get along with Josh Allen. I like your, um, your funny touchdown celebrations with him. Um, I love the fact that you can have these amazingly tough catches in contested situations. I just don't like how you drop the ball and stone hands it. Stone hand it uh, like on third and short, you know, like when the ball's right in your bread basket, that's what I don't like. But um, I just wanted to like him in this season. He's giving us every reason to really enjoy him and like him. And I'm all for it.
2: John, who's on, who's on your wall of fame? Well, since Mike isn't here, I'm going to go ahead and cheat and say the entire defensive unit top to bottom. Um, it, it, as you mentioned before, with the um the fourth down stop, like the defense was put in a position after the interception where they had to make a stop, and they did. Um, so that that helped preserve the shutout early, and then even late in the game, when many backups were in the game, you have Medekovich making great tackles, and even the pick to 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 seal the shutout. Like it was just great all around. Um, the depth really showed. Um, how good they, how much good depth they have, and uh, how disciplined they were today. Um, you know, it, it just this could have been like a trap game for the Bills, and that that didn't happen. No, no,
0: the defense. And by the way, don't listen to Mike when he says that's a cop out answer. That's just his opinion. There are no rules on who or what can be on the Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame. Okay, like that's I'm very clear about that. When I tweet that out, who or what is on your Wall of Fame? People put the broadcast. People put the refs. People put the weather. It it is what it is. Um, Let's see. Who should we put on our wall of shame in yesterday's win? Shame. 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 John, I'll start off with you. Uh, Man, there's a lot that went right for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Is is there anything
2: that you can put on your wall of shame? Not really. I mean, like a 40, 40 to nothing blowout. Um, any, if I pick a player or a coach or something, it would just be nitpicking. Um, the only thing I can think of is, you know, conspiracy theory where you know, okay. The, the stadium lost power where it was like Terry Pagula sitting over there by the breaker box, shutting stuff off. He's like, Oh, I guess we need a new stadium where the, the, the we don't have power. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a funny, that's a, I love,
0: I love conspiracy theories. So you're thinking that he's like, so he's going to start finding ways like that to make it look like this this stadium thing really needs to happen like he's like he's underneath some like very structural uh beams into there at night like chipping away with like a little like uh uh, the dude from um Shawshank Redemption like one of those little tiny stone hammers (laughs) like each week is just a little bit more chipped away and all of a sudden by week 16 you know a structural beam falls like hey you know what we need a new stadium I don't know what to tell you and people are going to be like we'll give you whatever we want i don't care we'll fund it all terry <laughs> it's such a it's uh, i don't know many people that side with the owners on this but it's to me it's such a scam that like that we we're paying for this and then you and i talked about this at length before the podcast about psls and the fact that you have to pay just to get your tickets it is just like what kind of scam came up what kind of pyramid scheme is this that you have to pay to get the things that you're going to pay for. <laughs>
2: yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, it, on top of that, you know, the tickets are going to go up and parking is going to go up and, and everything else. And then there are the, the articles about it being like the, you know, 60,000 seats or whatever, the lowest in the whole league. And like, I, I don't know,
0: not a fan. We're going to, we're going to save a whole podcast in the off season to talk and air out our grievances or, you know, give credit where credit is due. But yeah. Yeah, man. Who would have thought billionaires would be somewhat entitled? Like, right? Like, who would have thought? Who would have thought that they'd be somewhat out of touch with the common man? (laughs) Speaking of out of touch with the common man, I, for the first time, had Jim Kelly club tickets uh, for the game, which are the nicest seats I've ever had, by far. By far. One of the one of the friends uh, I've had, he had tickets and he's like, Hey, he's like, he sent out two months ago. He's like, Hey, he's like, almost all of the, the, the games are available. If you want to go to one with me, let me know. And I was like, absolutely. And it worked out perfectly because it was a terrible, terrible game for the weather Um, for that. So, uh, but like I said, you know, this, it's a different atmosphere, man. It's a different atmosphere when you're in the crowd and you're at the game and you kind of miss some of the things from the couch not going to lie it's cuz i'm getting a little bit older we've had season tickets we were we had the rock pile season tickets right we talked about this before we recorded but um we realized i think one of the the main reason why they were so cheap is because there was no scoreboard that you could look at without turning 180 degrees every single time you wanted to see a replay and that itself was worth an extra one hundred dollars or whatever it would have cost to have season tickets or like at a forty five degree angle. So you would just have to look over, you know, slightly.
2: And you had to do it too, because when the ball was on the other side of the field, like <laughs> the 30 yards to the end zone, you couldn't see anything.
0: I know you were so happy with, when either either action was on your side of the end zone because you're like, oh thank God I don't have to turn around. <laughs> like in my twenties, I'm like, oh my I have a creak in my neck for from- I'm gonna go with the wall of shame as just as the weather. Like I mentioned, the weather wasn't ideal. wasn't ideal for a great passing game um, for Josh Allen. Maybe that's part of the reason why we didn't see as much success there, but still had a great game um, nonetheless. I wouldn't say okay. I wouldn't say amazing. Three and a half fire emojis. Okay, let's let's be honest there. Three and a half fire emojis. So, as always, after the game, I tweet from our official Twitter account. Uh, who or what is on your wall of fame and wall of shame in today's victory or loss. And you guys never seem to disappoint. So I'm going to read them now, read some of them now. 716 writes this wall of fame. This defense is legit Wall of shame got a finish inside the 10, but did well cleaning it up in the second half. Definitely. That isn't an issue against the Houston Texans Um, finishing drives and making them touchdowns out of field goals. Uh, is going to be a bigger deal against better teams and you may not get as many scoring opportunities in general so aj tharp writes in how does one have a wall of shame in a game like this the whole damn team makes the wall of fame but if we're doing tiers, that defense gets top billing all facets of the game we're going strong elizabeth Shap writes in
1: oh it's a lady <laughs>
0: Wall of Fame, Singletary, all day and half the night. (laughs) Wall of Shame, special teams, penalties, and the power going out because I couldn't see it here in Baltimore for a bit. Yep, that's a common theme. Big Baller Beanie writes, Wall of Fame, got to be defense. Edmonds, Hughes, Hyde, Klein, a lot of names to credit with a shutout. Wall of Shame, Josh Allen. My king isn't playing like the MVP I saw last week. Also, y'all, for not meeting up with me at the game. Now, a couple of things here. Uh, wall of shame, Josh Allen. I think that's a little harsh, but um, I think it's if you're if you're trying to compare to 2020, Josh Allen, then yeah, it was a wall of shame game. Um, but they didn't need him to really do a lot. And we were watching the you know the highlights again before uh, we started recording, and we just noticed that the poise that Josh Allen has minus that interception. Uh, a lot of that was uh, he just seemed effortless this game so although it wasn't a 300 plus yard passing game although he didn't lead the bills to victory specifically um you know i think that i think his his play is changing and i think it started last week and i think it kind of continued into this week even though the stats don't necessarily show it and as far as like not meeting up at the game um beanie uh, a couple of other people's i've tried to meet up with them tailgate beers Uh, one of the coolest uh, social media accounts on the earth for Buffalo Bills fans. Um, A couple of other uh, listeners and stuff wanted to meet up. I got to be honest, when we set up at like 9 a.m. in Lot 6, I think we were in, um, and we set up the canopy and it started raining, I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to go meet anyone. I wanted to stay right under the canopy in that 10 by 10 and just uh, drink beers, drink seltzers, and drink, you know, uh, charcuteries, some pepperoni. That's what I call charcuterie. It's just literally pepperoni slices and cheeses <laughs> and dips and stuff like that. And I didn't want to leave. And all of a sudden, you know, when you're having a good time tailgating and you've had a few beers, you've had a few pops, you've had a few seltzers, uh, all of a sudden it's noon <laughs> and you've got to get into the game and you're just like, Oh crap. I was supposed to see that college buddy of mine, or Oh crap. I was supposed to see that person I've been messaging for the last week <laughs> and it just doesn't happen. So apologies to anyone there. Hopefully we can do it again. Hopefully maybe we can get John and Mike out next time and, uh, and make a, and make a game of it and, uh, and meet some listeners or whatever. Just party with you guys. Give you a beer. Hand you a beer from the cooler, man. It's funny. I, I (laughs) tailgate beer. Speaking of them, they had this really hilarious, uh, photo they did of the Will Ferrell open, opening up bills opening a beer can except they like put them all in bill's gear they photoshopped the hell out of it and it like looks like it's right in front of, <laughs> of like uh, a bill's parking lot it was unbelievable and every time we have a every time i go to a game and it has been like three or four years you know you're always starting off like hey I wanna, i'm i gonna take it easy I'm gonna take it easy today I'm gonna I'm gonna really enjoy the game not just like drink and uh and then you know the cooler comes out and then oh, that first beer opens and then it's all over Lucas Smith writes, Zach Moss nickname suggestions, Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo, oh, I like that one. Nice Marvel reference for Baron Zemo. I like. I like where your head's at, Lucas. That's what she said. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Buffalo Blitzkrieg writes, John. I'm so glad we could do this podcast together. Your <laughs> your insight is top notch. Always fun. Man, I can't believe you can go that long. Buffalo Blitz, Cl- Blitzkrieg writes, while not the best performer in a great defensive game, I want to shout out Cam Lewis for Wall of Fame. Called up from the practice squad this weekend and just flies all over the field. Four tackles, one tackle for loss, pass deflection. Wall of Shame, I don't know, Daryl Williams, I guess. Not bad, but not good. That's a good call there on Cam Lewis. Cam Lewis, a player that we might see a lot more of if we don't re-sign Taron Johnson this offseason. So you kind of got to think about Dean Jackson, Cam Lewis, guys that might fill that role if we cannot afford to keep Taron Johnson. And let's be honest, like, I I don't know if we're going to be one of those teams that can start to retain all its players like we have been doing, like, the last year. Like, we haven't let anyone go, really, in the grand scheme of things. So um, good call there by Buffalo Blitzkrieg. Mike Graham writes, Wall of Fame Knox. This dude needs to be recognized. Wall of shame. Everyone who was saying the Bills offense was playing terrible. That rain was crazy. No offense. No, no offense is going to play well in that weather. You can't expect Allen to throw the ball with zip when he can't grip the ball. It's a good call there. I mean, I think that the, it was raining for the majority of the game. So I don't think that gets stated uh, enough, Mike. So thank you for bringing that up. Nicole Nicosia writes wall of fame star boogie bass. Knox, Salen, Sanders, Allen, Jaquan Johnson, Klein, Madikavich, Trubisky. I'm sure I missed someone, lol. I don't do shame when it's a shutout. Go Bills. Carlin Sullivan writes, Wall of Fame, Starlet Tulule got on the stat sheet a lot today. Micah Hyde for continued greatness. Zach Moss and... no, no, Now she wrote, Zach Miss. I'm thinking that that's a typo, but then I'm also thinking that Zach Miss is also a decent nickname. Zach Miss, get it? Zach Miss Moss? (laughs) John, do we have anything there? I don't like it. (laughs) Okay, okay, well, okay. So it's probably just not a correct issue. Okay. Zach Miss and Devin Singletary both had great days. Wall of shame, I don't know, but don't let Milano be hurt for next week. Oh, my God. Good call there. We do not need Milano to be hurt for the game against Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. John, have you heard anything about Matt Milano's injury? I believe he's day to day. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I I thought I saw that Milano, Poyer, and taron Johnson are all day to day as of what's today, Monday? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Monday night. So that'll be interesting to watch. Um, I saw the play, Banged Up Bills showed the play where, uh, Milano pulled up lame from um, the hamstring injury. Oh, man, those things happen so quickly. It's just, we really need him back. We really need him back in general. <laughs> One of our best players on defense. The dude is always everywhere. Cheering from afar, writes, another shutout. Bring on the Chiefs. <laughs> Wall of fame, the D-line, the linebackers, and the secondary. Dawson Knox and most backups flashed. Cam Lewis had a game. The Jaquan Johnson interception. The Damar Hamlin pass breakup. And the wall of shame, the rain, the Milano injury, the red zone offense, go Bills. Now, John, you were saying something. So right now the Chiefs are last in their division, right? They're tied for last or something in their division. Is that correct?
2: Um, Yeah, they're last. If the Chargers lose tonight, they'd be tied with them at 2-2, and but the Chargers beat the Chiefs, so they'd still be last. Mm -hmm. And you were mentioning like point differential
0: or – uh, the most points like the bills have our second most points in the NFL or something. And they, and they're second only to the chiefs, I
2: think. Yeah. I don't know what the, what the rankings are, but I think the bills and chiefs both have scored 134 points. Um, But the one thing I notice is that the bills have 44 points against while the chiefs have 125 points against nice. So that bodes well for, you know, our defense, not only because they have been doing well, but the chiefs ha- haven't been doing so well as for points against. So, you know, those, those factors, uh, but might benefit us.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said. I mean, the, at least the chiefs aren't coming off a bye week um, at least like they were when the bills played them in no, 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 they weren't coming off a bye week then, but, uh, I think they were when the bills played them last season during the regular season. It was this weird scenario that happened. Um, with scheduling and stuff like that because of the Titans game, everything got screwed up. Uh, I'm really excited for that chiefs game. I'm really excited to see what the bills are going to do. If they can, you know, become that super bowl contender and knock them off. And if they, and if not knock them off, have a really good game against them where you're like, okay, okay. If they play against them next week, the bills win that game based on like, like with the Steelers game, like enough things just happen to go in the Steelers favor for the bills to win. If the bills play a game like that and lose or, you know, if they win, obviously be a great week for us. I think uh I think the future is bright. Um really excited
2: for that game. Bills are definitely gonna win.
0: Oh okay, good, good. Well, I look forward to talking uh, uh about the Bills victory over the Chiefs with you next week on the on the on the recap, John. Go Bills. Michael Taylor writes Wall of Fame, Allen for not letting that first pass get to him. Knox looked really good too. I know we lost Matt Milano, but AJ Klein filled in nicely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to AJ Klein. Wall of Shame, the weather sucked, and I know they had a lot to do with it, but there were a lot of fumbles and drops, even if we recovered them. Good call. I think the Bills had four fumbles on the day and only lost one of them. Jiminy Jalakers writes in Wall of Fame, the defense as a whole, again, even the backups held their weight. Wall of Shame, the red zone offense. We should have hung 70 on those guys. <laughs> if you're gonna, if you're gonna pick apart, man, that's the one thing, right? Richard W. Griswold writes, Wall of Fame, Knox is turning into a bona fide star, like the team needs another reliable target. (laughs) Can never have too many reliable targets, right? I love watching Moss run. The Bills' D is the class of the league right now. Everybody stay healthy. Wall of shame, nada. I love watching the Bills' running backs run. And this is the, finally, this season, the offensive line is actually making holes for them. So you get to see them actually, you know, get into the second level and make guys miss. Whereas normally they're just trying to make last season, they're just trying to make guys miss in the backfield. <laughs> they're trying to get out of the backfield. The violent wanderers writes in another podcast writing in very nice wall of fame, Dawson Knox. The man is lighting it up. The defense for posting another goose egg, Josh Allen for overcoming the early game issues and getting in rhythm. Wall of shame, not much to pick from, but the holding penalties, calling big back big runs has to stop. Good call there. I like what they said specifically about Josh Allen overcoming the early game issues and getting in rhythm. And someone mentioned that earlier, uh, Mike Taylor, I think, mentioned that um, not letting that pass get to him. That's a huge step for Josh Allen, not only in his career, but in, his, in this season. I think he had that last season, um, but just getting back into that rhythm of not letting it bother you and moving on. Cause he easily could have let that interception just dictate how, how he played the rest of the game. And he didn't, he bounced back easily. And that's what you want from your quarterback. That's what you want for 258 million. Right. <laughs> M writes another lady, another lady listener. And we've had like three or four impressive. Very nice. M writes, she says wall of fame, even though it's quote unquote against the rules in parentheses, since it's, not just one person. I'm putting the whole defense. <laughs> I like how she says that. Listen, listen, M I know Mike's not here, so we can say whatever we want about Mike when he's not here. <laughs> not that we're scared to do it. You know, like he's going to tear us apart while well, while, while he's on the podcast, but this, this whole wall of fame, wall of shame is whatever you want it. You want, you know, you want it to be there's someone earlier mentioned 10 different individual players and they were on different sides of the ball. So you want to, put an entire team on it you want to put an entire organization you want to put terry pagula on the wall of fame i don't care it's all fair game and then she also writes wall of shame the freaking weather god it was awful sitting in it private joker 2003 writes wall of fame leslie frazier when every single person on the d balls out you have to give it to the coordinator wall of shame houston you have dishonored the NFL and the great state of Texas with that performance. <laughs> Gettysburg of the game, the first Knox TD. Juggernox has arrived. Absolutely. Good call there, Private J- Joker 2003. Finally, after like <laughs> we came up with that nickname two seasons ago or whatever and just been waiting to use it and haven't had a good excuse to use a decent nickname. Zach Miss? Zach Moss? Motor in Grease? What did we come up with? I don't think I think we can motor and whack a mole <laughs> whack a Uh motor and torque. I think that's my favorite one so far. Motor and torque.
2: Would you do motor and torque or torque and motor?
0: Mm. How come we never thought about horsepower? Torque, horsepower? Like how we never think of that? Um I like uh I like motor and torque personally. What do you like? Yeah, I'm I think I'm leaning that way. So this isn't a wall of fame or wall of shame, but Stephen Foster writes, Stephen Foster, Bills by a Billion writes, How about the two biggest shutouts in the NFL through the first four weeks? What's that? There's only been one other one so far. And the other only other one and the only other team with a shutout was playing against, oh, right, the Jets. Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> I butchered Stephen's tweet, but that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. The Bills had shutouts against um, teams that uh, have won games. So. Actually, the Jets just won. I keep forgetting. Um, we're listening to the Jets game on the way back
2: home from the from the Bills game, and listening to them
0: beat the Titans was uh, was pretty good.
2: It, it was kind of weird rooting for an AFC East opponent this early in the season.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're kind of hoping that the Jets don't get the number one overall pick again next year, though, <laughs> just for whatever reason.
2: Yeah, I mean, but that and like you know, so the Titans are. Probably a bigger threat than the Jets would be to any, you know, playoff seeding and things like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the Wall of Famers
0: and Wall of Shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Thank you guys all for writing in as you do every week. Uh, keep writing in, keep giving us your takes. Uh, I read different ones each week. And here, uh, you know what? We're going to do uh, our giveaway this week. So we still have an Ed Oliver signed jersey to give away a, a blue home jersey. We have two different T-shirts to give away for our T Public site, and so we're going to give away. We're going to uh, do three winners this week. If you're wondering how you can be part of the giveaways each week, just leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts about and uh, mention Circling the Wagons. It's by the way, it's all under the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network, right? So in there, uh, you'll find you know obviously all the podcasts that are part of our network. And you just leave a a review in there, five-star review. Mention CTW or CTW Pod or wherever, Circling the Wagon, somewhere in the description. And then also in the description or the the body of the review or whatever you want to say, mention another podcast within this feed, at least one. You can mention all of them if you love all of them. Um, But mention another one. want to give those guys a shout-out as well. This season, um, they're a new thing that we're doing this season besides that is that I'm eliminating people who are being called to win that have not come up and spoken up and said that they win. And what's funny is I know some of you have listened cause you've told me you listened and you've absolutely won something and you didn't listen to the end of the podcast. So you didn't end up winning the Ed Oliver Jersey or whatever, which is sad. And, uh, and so, yeah, so I've taken you off the list. Um, if you're wondering if you were on the list, if you're off the list and you want to get come, if you want to come back on, shoot me a message. Let me know. Say I heard that my name was called. Um, I want to be back on the list. I will put you back on the list. Uh, but you have to listen to each podcast. You have to listen to each episode and let me know which episode you heard your name, and I will put you back on. I'm not going to do the work for you. All right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so the first winner for the Ed Oliver jersey and the two T Public Store T-shirts are Joey underscore Mole. That's Joey underscore mole. The next winner is J staff five, four, two. That's J staff five, four, two. And the last one is Debbie rice pilk. That's Debbie rice pilk. The three of you, the first one to get back to me gets their choice of what they want, uh, which, which item that they would like. And, uh, and yeah, the other two get to get to pick the next, the next items. So I want to read this one uh, review that just came in recently. From J. Uh, Gager88. John, I think you might like this one. It's kind of relatable. Um, and he shouts out, you know, CTW and some other podcasts. But he wrote, uh, he, he left us a uh, review before and then he just updated it because you can do that on Apple Podcasts, which is pretty cool. It's a 2021 update. Me and my wife are diehard Bills fans. I've been a Bills fan for my whole life. And my wife got into the Bills in 2017. She bought me the military edition Josh Allen jersey and Bill's hat for Christmas. Listening to your podcast after every game after every game day makes my week perfect. Win or lose, I love listening to the recap each week. Thank you for everything you do. Go Buffalo and go circling the wagons. 2021 update. Again, we love listening to all Buffalo Rumblings podcasts, CTW and Code of Conduct especially, but everyone is great, and we got a new little Bill's fan on the way. Newest member of the Bills family will be here January 2022. Hopefully, our little Bills fan will be the luck we need to win the Super Bowl. Already got a Josh Allen onesie for their first game. So I thought that was cool. I don't read a lot of reviews on the podcast, but I thought that was that was nice. You know, it's a, it's a nice sentiment. And I, I love hearing about, you know, new members of Bills Mafia coming around. So the giveaways brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Thank you to everyone who's participated in that. Like I said, message me over Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, email us, ctwpod at gmail.com. Let me know that you heard the podcast, that that you won, and uh, let me know what you want. So just to give you a quick update on the Buffalo Rumblings League Pick'em League, Buffalo Rumblings League Pick'em League, (laughs) Um, Daniel Pieri is still winning with 39 picks, but he's tied for first with Joe Goodman. So Joe Goodman, Daniel Pieri, tied for first in the league. The winner uh, gets their choice of three different jerseys. I believe one is a Zach Moss jersey, signed jersey, a Harrison Phillips signed jersey, and a Thurman Thomas signed jersey. So they get that, and then the winner also gets to appear on Circling the Wagons podcast. Give us your Buffalo Bills take at the end of the season. So right now they're doing that. John, you freaking crushed it the last two weeks. If the leader is at 39, you are at 36. You're only three picks away from the leaderboard man keep doing what you're doing uh mike is in second place out of the three of us with uh 31 and i am doing awful i am at 27 <laughs> i'm 12 off i need a full week it's like i it, i might as well have not even picked one
2: week basically it's what happened um, my, my new strategy is to get you to tell me your picks and i'll do the opposite <laughs> you did do that uh,
0: when, uh, when, uh, when I mentioned that the bills were all out, uh, John Feliciano and, uh, Jordan Poyer, I'm like, oh, well maybe that maybe the bills don't cover and you're just like, okay, I know what I'm doing now. So this week, John, my strategy was do the exact opposite of what I thought I, what I thought I should do. So like, I've been going like, you know, six, seven, I've, I've gotten seven picks right each of the last three weeks this week. I only have six picks, right? <laughs> so doing the exact opposite apparently isn't the way to go. You need to do the opposite on
2: half of your picks.
0: Oh, okay. So that way I can get zero next week. <laughs> go for broke. Go f- get 14 or 16 right or zero. <laughs> give me an A or give me an F in the Pick'em League. Uh, thank you guys all for being a part of that Pick'em League. It's all for charity. It's all for American Cancer Society. It's a great cause. And hoping, looking forward to talking to one of you at the end of the season um, about that. So the uh, CBS Sports Pick'em League brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. John, you and I are going to talk next week, hopefully with Mike, um, after the game, after the Bills game on Sunday night, which I believe it's Sunday night, correct?
2: Yeah, i, I got to be honest. I'm not looking forward to the next two games just because they're they're primetime <laughs> games. They're just too, I just want to go to bed.
0: Normally we're recording like 8, 8, 30, right? And now it's going to be like 11, 30. We're just going to run through them. I'm not going to edit anything. <laughs> this is just going to be a free stream. No sound effects. It is what it is. See you. Go Bills. <laughs> uh, It's going to be a fun time. So, John, unless you have anything else to add, um, this was a great discussion it was a great time talking with you about the Bills shutout victory against the houston texans 40 to nothing um not a whole lot to be upset about in this game and hoping that this momentum really brings them into everyone was worried about i had a, I had a good friend of mine voiceover nick that's come on that does the voiceovers the beginning and the end of the podcast was always like uh, he's telling me this week you know it's going to be a trap game this week you know the bills are looking past the texans to the chiefs and, uh, I mean, this was a, it was a good thing. I think a lot of people might've thought that, and it wasn't a trap game. The bills definitely, you know, kept their eye on the prize, took care of the Texans, uh, handedly, and they're hopefully, you know, concentrating on the game plan against the chiefs. And that the next time that you and I are talking, we're talking about a bills victory over the chiefs, because now you're definitely, I mean, you're thinking super bowl at this point you'll be thinking Super Bowl win after a win against the Kansas City Chiefs especially by the way that the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played last night i mean i don't think anyone's really worried about them as much either so yeah so signing off thank you guys all for listening signing off for john hey go bills i'm not worried about anything Super Bowl this is the year this is the year uh for me Nate Thank you guys all for listening. Tell a friend, tell a relative, tell a coworker, tell another bills fan about circling the wagons and the Buffalo rumblings podcast network. So go bills. And we'll talk to you guys again next week. Buffalo stand up. It's the
1: mafia. Uh, It's a bill city. Yeah. A Buffalo bill city. Yo. Uh, it's a Bill city. It's a Bill city. It's a yeah. Bill a Buffalo Bill city. Bill city. Yo. We got Josh Allen, got step digs, we got Cole, Beyond Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. Yeah. Ike McKenzie on a jet sweep, maybe it's a fake Honestly, it's a TD either way When you got Diggs and B's and Gabe Davis Three-headed single Terry Moss Brada. Who gon' stop us? We the greatest Forget Mahomes, forget Kelsey Forget Hill, come and replay us Cause we ready to bash him like Boogie Yeah, we ready, moving for Cody four, We ready, kick they buck up like Ike Yeah, we ready, Dawson Knox with a spike Are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up The team ready, Buffalo, this is our team Forever Forever We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. yeah, A Buffalo Bill City. Buffalo Bill City. Yeah. What? It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. yeah, A Buffalo Bill City. A Buffalo Bill City. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Taron Johnson with a pick six. It's just too easy. Don't pass it to Trey Please believe me, we got high right behind them and pour your free. Please don't run up the middle unless you want to meet a meter star. Greg Russo can show you what he's about. Trey Edmonds and Matt Milano can't get around them. Our team is grounded over. Oh, yeah. Sebastian like Boogie. Yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Four. We ready. Kick their bucket like Ike. Yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike. Are you ready? Season tickets. I'm hype up the team. Ready Buffalo. This is our team forever. Forever, we got Josh Allen, got Step Digs, we got Cole, Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow, Mafia, you know we on a roll, no competition and it's not even close, it's a Bill yeah. City, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, a Buffalo Bill City.